Hello and welcome along to the second episode of our new show, The Double Pivot, where in amongst all the madness and the uncertainty in this transfer window, we hope to bring a wee bit of fun and serenity and laughter. And tonight, for The Double Pivot, I'm joined by the best pairing since Sergio Busquets and Xabi Alonso in that position <laughs> in the field. Uh, it's Franny and Jed. How are we doing, boys? Fine. Fine. Awesome. <laughs> you'll, need to start, you'll need to start taking a drug, drug test coming away with comments like that, right enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will. I was trying to be as nice as I possibly could. Oh. That'll probably be the, 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 the last comment he's all got. Listen, uh, we'll just get right into it. First of all, I want to uh, say welcome along to all the viewers. Uh, I don't know if there's any comments coming in already, Franny, is there? I'd bring them up. You obviously realise you carry the two hands at once, Ross. Oh, I didn't actually notice, sorry. I was too busy looking at Jed when he said what he said. I do apologise. <laughs> um, so welcome along to everybody in the comments. Uh, and as I say, it's the new show, The Double Pivot. Um, so it's a show with a bit of a difference. Obviously, we do our Monday and Friday shows, which are, well, as they've pretty much always been for a long while. Uh, guys who watch all the time will know. And... Uh, we're just going to sort of, the middle of the week, a bit more relaxed and try and just have a wee bit of a chill out and a bit of a laugh. But um, I want to start, firstly, uh, just to get everybody involved. Um, I'm going to do a football trivia question. Um, but the way I want to do it is, obviously, with the comments and stuff like that, it's a bit of a thing. My Franny wants to take part in it as well. Uh, so it's a question, a football-related question. It has six answers. You can have a think about it throughout the podcast, but I'll prompt you uh, near the end of the podcast when I would like you to put your answers into the comments so that then at the end of the podcast when I do the answer reveal, Franny can easily access the comments and bring them up and everybody who's sort of got the, the, the question right or got maybe four or five out of six, we can obviously see how well everybody has done. Um, but the question itself um, is, can you name... The six, can you name the six German players who have won English Premier League winners medals? Now, as I say, we'll do the, the thing we, towards the end, but initial thoughts, Jed, is there anything that comes, just one answer that comes to mind straight away? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Franny? I don't think about it. Michael Ballack? No. You never know, kid. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, listen, that, that's that's the question anyway. There's six answers. Now, there's a wee, wee bit of a discrepancy, so I'm just going to highlight that um, one of the answers that people might think is right is Stefan Ortega, who is like second or third choice keeper at Man City. Uh, now, he, right. got a, he got a Premier League medal last year, but he didn't actually, he shouldn't have officially got one. Because I think you have to play five games and he hadn't done that, but there was enough medals that, and that he got one. But officially, even in panel, officially mm-hmm. he doesn't have one. Um, so he doesn't count. But um, that's the question. We'll see how we go with that. Uh, I've a total brain freeze on it already. So well, you've, you've plenty of time to think brain. about it, Jed. Plenty of time to think about it. Uh, you can have a wee think about it the now, because the next thing I want to move on to is something that. Um, Gavin has brought to the show and I really like it. I think, listen, I've known Franny for a long time, 
but probably these questions uh, the answer. So I'm going to do the quick fire questions that Gavin does. Um, but even I'll probably be surprised with some of Franny's answers here. Um, but uh, so, Jed, you can have a think about that question. No googling, and I hope nobody <laughs> in the comments is going to google because that that just ruins the full facade of the whole show. But um, Franny, as it you know the premise, quick fire questions. Um, just whatever comes to mind first. Um, so we'll start off first. Celtic memory. It probably wasn't a, a great one in the sense that I can remember going to the football. Sort of, a, it'd have been maybe mid to late nineties, to be honest, Ross. Um, and there wasn't many good games there, but it was just my dad used to keep <coughs> me the game because it was easy. To, you could just sneak under the turnstiles, then he would pay and I would sneak under. So you could for nothing so that was kind of my earliest memories and most of the games you got beat so that's probably my earliest memories uh, listen, I, I, I'm similar uh, well I mean when I done that question uh, my earliest memory was Celtic getting beat I said to Gavin it was just <laughs> the way it was then they didn't they always right. get beat but they lost a lot of games but uh, so um, favourite movie John Q I'm going John Q mate it's a good choice. That, that is, I mean, I'm that, not, as you know, I'm right not a moving buff. So. No, you aren't. <laughs> but um, that is a good choice. That's that, that's high on my list, that film. Um, mm. Greatest Celtic captain in your lifetime? Just generational. It'd have to be Scott Brown, mate. Scott Brown, can I argue with that? Um, lowest point as a Celtic supporter? The mother will when Scott McDonald scored two goals. That was <laughs> Actually, yeah, you were going to say that. that. Oh my god, <laughs> me and you didn't speak to each other for about I know. four hours. I know, it's just unbelievable. Soft spot for anyone except Celtic, any other club? Arsenal, I like Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Aye. Um, <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> Jed, Jed's no doubt with that. I'm no, Arsenal as well. I don't, I don't like their manager at the moment, so that's the only reason. Uh, oh, that's, nah, I, mean, that's fair Arsenal, Jed, I, I mean, it's a wee bit glory hunting, but it was when the, the parents got Sky and Arsenal kind of Wenger kind of came in about that mm-hmm. time and started winning mm-hmm. things, so it was, I suppose I could maybe argue a bit of glory hunting. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah, that Henri era, that Henri, uh, he, well, he was my favourite player growing up, mm-hmm. but um, where was that? Uh, opposition player you love to hate? See, I, I, like, I don't know if I'm understanding this properly. Like, I hate it natural over, but I, is it meant to be a player that I like? Well, I take, my take on it is a player that you basically hated for another team and you loved ah, to hate them. Noble. Aye. I despise the guy, man. Uh, Neil Lennon, hero or villain? Oh, hero, mate. It's got to be a hero. Didn't end well, maybe, but I think in reflection. Nah, I, I mean, I would agree with that. Um, one historic Celtic player to complement the current Celtic team, i.e. not Jota. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> Kieran Tierney. Mm. That's a very good choice, Franny, to be fair. Um, on a scale of 1 to 10, how well do our current board run our club? <laughs> oh, that's a dangerous question. <laughs> I would, I mean, I think uh, I can't remember if it's that. I, I think it's a business. You can't argue with that. It's no. as a business to run it well. 
But as a football club, uh, it's, it's, I would go, I think it was Jed said four or five last week. I think I would have to agree with that. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, in a game of life or death, who would you play, Brown or McGregor? I mean, I would go Brown, but it kind of goes against everything I say when I bring McGregor up to say he's like the best player in the league, but a country mill could play at the very top level. But <clears> Brown, I think, just had it in him to just drag a get. Like, he knew what to do at the right time and stuff. He could just seem to get the crowd on his side at the right time. So I'd have to say Brown, mate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, listen, I can't argue with that. Carl McGregor, as you say, he's, as a player, he's got more ability than Scott Brown, but mm-hmm. as a a guy that's just going to drag you for nothing. <laughs> listen, they're both brilliant. <laughs> I, can't, uh-huh. I can't separate them, really. I don't want to. Um, and finally, um, which manager played the best brand of football at Celtic in your lifetime? I mean, I was a bit too... Uh, I say I was a bit too young for Tommy Burns. <clears throat> I can remember it being decent, but I would have to go with Postacoglu. It's probably a wee bit of recency bias. and seen a lot more football so with Postacoglu, but I would think it'd be a toss-up between him and Tommy Burns and just straight about that I've probably seen would have to be Postacoglu, mate. Aye, I mean, that would probably, probably get my vote, to be fair, Postacoglu. Tommy Burns, as you say, he played amazing football, but albeit Tommy Burns came up against a better Rangers side. Aye. Ange, Ange Postacoglu's, however way, however you want to dress it up, it was winning football at one trophies. So mm-hmm. that's why it would get the, the nod for me. But, um, right, well, that's that. Everybody's got to know you a wee bit better, Franny. Um mm-hmm. But we'll move on to probably section of the show that everybody's mostly here for, um, and that is transfer rumours, transfer activity. Jed, I'll come to you first. Uh, for all the world, it looks like we're getting this Adam Ida, a uh, a forward Fenorich, in on loan. Um, he's six foot three. He's got twelve goals and ninety nine appearances. And he's got three goals and 22 appearances for the Republic of Ireland. For me, it's, it's not a guy that's going to like be the first choice before Kyogo. I think it's a guy that's been brought in to help us along the way eh, in this title push. It's a position that quite a lot of people have wanted filled. Obviously, people wanted it to be a more permanent fixture, but maybe they couldn't get that and this is the guy who's coming in to help us along the way to try and get us to the league title but again it's a different for me it's a different type of guy in terms of sight and stuff like that it gives us a different option to maybe go longer mix up the play a bit but what's your initial thoughts on that imminent um, incoming for Celtic? Well again I think with the vast majority is and I know nothing about him I've done a wee bit of Obviously, digging to see what he, what he's like. Uh, the video clips that I've seen him, he seems quite two-footed. Um, yeah, we, he's got we've got that height, but is it really a Brendan Rodgers signing? Seems like <coughs> by me. I mean, I thought the guy could turn around and be brilliant for us, but we just don't we just don't know. Um, I, I, I sent you the clip earlier of um, at the. His training field today, but there's still nothing. Nothing came through to say he signed yet. 
So I really don't know what what the problem is. I really don't. Really, really disappointed with the whole transfer window. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just hope well, if the boy does say, "We've got to give him a chance," you know, it's not his fault. You know, we've all got the full support, but I, I just think we expected a lot better than this. Uh, but you never know. This guy could be phenomenal. But I'm also hearing as if we do get him, it's a loan. It's not a loan to buy option, uh-huh. which worked for us. I mean, I was, I said earlier, a few weeks ago, I was quite keen on the club getting some loan to buys, because that's worked well for us in the past. So that's. It's just to get us over the line, I think. Or it gives Aye, a lot listen, of I, I, I'd agree with that. I think it, it, it's a loan. I, I sort of touched on that. Um, it, it is one to help us in the last, sort of, the second half of the season, if you like, just to give us that other option. We needed an our striker, in my opinion. I think most people's opinion, we need an our striker. I totally agree with you, Jed. The guy will receive our full batting, is he? The, the level of player that most people wanted Celtic to bring in? Absolutely not. Could he be that become that level of player in the second half of the season? It remains to be seen. But um, I, I, listen, I, I'm just glad that we've got another striker in because Kyogo could get injured at any moment. And if he gets injured this weekend and owes away when we're up Shit Creek without a paddle in terms of options as a striker so for me it, it looks like it could smack a desperation but it's difficult to say whether it is or not because we don't know how long Celtic have been tracking this guy and maybe they can't afford to buy him outright um, because you know what the money's like down there in terms of fees but uh, Franny just coming to you on that guy your initial thoughts on that possible well almost inevitable transfer I think a wee bit is desperation, Ross, but I could be sort of going by what you read on Twitter and stuff. You just don't know how true that is. Apparently Celtics came in from pretty late. There was other teams after them. And as soon as Celtic came in late, it was it, Celtic was his only option, so or the only move that he wanted. Look, I, I'm, with, I'm with Jed and yourself. I'll get my full back, and I, I really hope he stays off social media for his own sake when he gets announced because I think he's got to be really unfortunate that it's it's not going to go down well. I mean, if we are honest, we're not really got to know. We didn't know many guys at Celtic sign, in fairness. Um, but I just think a lot of fans are <clears throat> upset, annoyed, pissed off, call what you want with this transfer window. Brendan Rogers obviously said, uh, coming up to the window in like November time, I want four guys in. It's easier said than done to get the four guys in. I think it's just the fact that it seems to have been dragging on, dragging on, and we were apparently offered Sidney Van Hoydonk, if you believe what that's, Mark Kendry and Anthony Joseph have said on Twitter. We've knocked that back, and we're actually taking the guy that is replacing, well, Sidney Van Hoydonk's replacing the guy that we're now taking. The guy could be a good player. I read a wee bit about Chris Sutton. Chris Sutton said he's a, he has got a lot of talent. He's just kind of lost his way a wee bit. And Brendan Rodgers, as we know, is good for maybe bringing up players that have maybe just lost their way, done it with Sinclair and stuff. So he's, he maybe come up here and he might light it up. But I don't think he... 
as Chris Sutton says as well, he's not, he'll probably not score 20 goals. I mean, 20 goals in half a season is a lot, but he's probably not going to come up and bang bang the goals in. But if he comes up and gets 10 goals, that could be massive at the end of the day. I think I think they won't be not to buy. That, for me, is... It does, I'm looking at that as we maybe tried to get a number one target and couldn't get that person in, so it's... We've maybe not really got any interest in keeping this guy anymore in the six months, but it's just like you touched on to get us over the line. And then mm-hmm. we've maybe got assurances or as good as assurances you get that Brendan Rodgers will get his number one target in the summer. Because that's, again, Twitter, and I just fall for it all the time that that kid's garden or the Danish boy, apparently, will still try to get him. And maybe they just thought, <clears> right, we'll just keep going, keep going. And it's just really got no wind up. That's where the football. We can get this boy for Norwich. We'll get. It looks like we might get the the Danish boy, or I say it looks like they maybe we got assurances that you'll be able to get him in the summer. It's just the now you kind of get him, which you kind of understand. It is a hard window, I think, January to dealing. It's just it's got to be a bit an underwhelming unless you pull a couple of things out the heart the morrow. But I just, as I say, I'll give the guys full support. It might come up, and I hope it does light up. It does. It's a totally different option we've got going be what you read up about them anyway, as much as we can and look at videos. But I just, for his own sake, I would, I would stay off Twitter and things like that when it gets announced. Because I just, I think folk will just be going oh, on and on, and it's unfortunate for the boy. I think. Ah, I mean, they they will. But what you've said there, in terms of bringing him in and then maybe Rogers has had assurances that you can get his sort of number one choice mm-hmm. in the summer. I mean, that's the hope. Whether that is the case remains to be seen. You just don't know. But um, just in terms of the guy's stature and stuff like that, Jed, listen, we've, we've touched upon that there's no way that he's going to come in and be the number one choice before Kyogo. But um, do you not think that he... I mean, I've not really seen much of the guy, but in terms of his stature... Um, do you think that he's sort of more in a, a sort of mould as to what you would imagine a Roger striker? He would prefer his stri- striker to look like to be uh, in terms of stature and stuff like that. Um, Ross, like I said, I, I tried to watch some video clips him tonight, and for six feet four, the was the video clips that I seen was more the ball at his feet. So he did seem quite two footed. Um, but that sort of size surely has got to bring in a bit of physicality. Like, there was no claps of him holding the ball up for people running on. I've never seen any of that. So I really I, I find it so difficult. I don't want to judge the guy because I've not really seen him. I've not seen him. And I know. Aye. I mean, let's be honest. If he goes and well, he scores the winner, if if we sign him, he scores the winner on Saturday. You know that that's the sort of thing that will help him. Like, you know, the fans are laying it, you know, they'll adore them then. Get the winning goal in Saturday up at Aberdeen. I, I think that's massive. Yeah. Sorry but about what you say. When, when Gary Hooper came up from Scunthorpe, we knew nothing about him. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying he's going to be a Gary Hooper because <laughs> I, I really don't know. You just hope that when he's called upon, that he does the job. Does a job. It's fine to say if he can get 10 goals, that's not a bad return. But when you look at the many games he's played, he's not a prolific goal scorer. But if he was a prolific goal scorer, he'd be away somewhere else for millions mm-hmm. of pounds. Mm-hmm. 
Well, that's it. But I think I was going to say there that he probably has to hit the ground running um, to give himself the best chance. But then at the same time, it's like he's not going to be starting games, I wouldn't think. So it's difficult for him to hit the ground running. He's just a guy, as we say, it's coming in to help along the way. But Franny, in terms of his stature and stuff like that, do you think he looks more like a Roger striker? I'm not comparing him to these guys, but in terms of you look at like Edward and Dembele, stuff like that, do you look more of that mould that Rogers likes? It, it, it does, and I think it was like Paul McFarlane made a good point about way that being that mould. I know Jed was saying he's not like a big... It, it does look like it brings physicality, but maybe gives us that option to cross balls in because you do see Kyle uh-huh. always stabbed the... Agree with that. The, the service and stuff, and he's never really got to win a header, uh, Kyle. Goal. Not many times if you, you try and just whip it in, I feel like, um, because it was well, it was obviously at the game with, with Jen Sapp. Then you actually notice that a wee bit more the amount of runs that Kyle go makes, and then he just it felt like after about 60 70 minutes, he just couldn't be bothered making them anywhere because it was like, well, what's yeah. the point? And then, in fairness to like guys like Abada and uh, Palmer, and then. Couldn't they got into good positions, but they were just thinking crosses over and Cowboys never got to win them at the end of the day. So mm-hmm. maybe this guy can can do that and like you say, maybe upset them, gives you a chance maybe to go too up front at times, maybe when you're chasing That's a game. A Jack and Marcus type signing there. I it, it looks Aye. it does look that type of but it, it does look a big towering striker that can look after himself. Mm-hmm. It does look like he's got a bit about him. So you just hope it, it does just give you that different option up front Ross. it certainly doesn't doesn't look in in the mould of Kyle but like we're saying we're, we don't really know the guy we don't really Aye. know the guy but he looks like he's got a wee bit of pace in that and so and a wee bit of pace and power which is always good I suppose mm-hmm. Aye um, well, I'm just uh, just looking at my slipper there I got them for Christmas and it's just splat <laughs> Can't I believe it. <laughs> They'll be going back to the bloody shop, by the way. <laughs> I, I hope I hope our new signing doesn't last as little time as my slippers just have. <laughs> but um, no, listen. We'll, we'll, time will tell on the guy. We have to give him a chance. We'll see what happens. He's not even officially in the door yet, but let's hope he is. Which Rogers is a yes man to the board. Norwich reject. He will never score twelve goals. Reject, sorry. He will never score 12 goals before the season ends. Never. Just offer £3 million for Shanklin. Can only try. Listen, I don't think MD expects... That's Sheena O'Shea. I don't think uh-huh. MD expects him to score 12 goals. I think if he gets between 6 and 8 between the end of the season, that could be big, important goals at different uh-huh. times. But we'll see what Stephen's saying. Stephen told me it's nothing more than a desperation signing. He's even, he's even Norwich first choice. I think that's what he's getting at. Listen, Stevens is negative as a fucking minus sign on a Ross, battery. Ran, so, Ranny hit the nail on the head earlier. All, all the fans at the moment, we are so frustrated. We are so frustrated. Um, and you try and take a step back. Yeah, since we beat Rangers on the 30th of December, then we on and it's not a good place normally. St Mern we won there quite convincingly. We won quite convincingly against Bucky Thistle. And then, yeah, we struggled a wee bit on Saturday. But the game should have been finished in the first 20 minutes. And I think it's just all the frustration. I said in my comments on Monday night, the fans, I think, are booing 
at the board rather than the players. It's, but honestly, for us being top of the league, we are all so negative at the moment, including myself. I'm all right. <laughs> 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 uh, listen, we'll move on for that guy. Right? There's a couple of other uh, things, obviously, transfer-wise and stuff, ins and outs that I want to touch on before we move on. So it was yourself, Jed. I'll just come back to you. Again, uh, you'd posted in, I just noticed before, I almost missed the start of the podcast, uh, that <laughs> Turnbull out for two million, possibly. Who was it you said he was linked to? <laughs> Sky, just before I come up the stairs, I had Sky Sports News on and they were they went to you know, breaking news and they said that uh, Covent, uh, Cardiff. Uh, was it Cardiff? Yeah, uh, because, and they were saying as well, Turnbull's wanting first team football with obviously the Scotland, the Euros coming up. So it makes good sense. And as Franny said the other night, he came on on Saturday and after that performance, I'll drive him down. <laughs> I've got two wheels next week. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, he looked like he was towing a caravan at a couple of points. Oh. Aye, he did. And yeah. I, again, good luck to the guy. If we got a wee bit of money for him, brilliant. Good luck to Aye, him. Well, squad. Am I right in saying that his contract's up at the end of the season? So, yeah. I mean, if he, we're going to probably lose him for nothing in the summer. So, Listen, to get two million for David Turnbull with six months left in his contract. It's no bad. If it sold him last year, would they maybe go a bit more money? But well, that know. does Ross has allow us to get that two million pound. I'll go more to getting that hundred million pound in the bank at the bottom. <laughs> right. Once we hit that lovely round figure, yeah. that's when that's when we'll start blasting all the cash on five million a yetis again. I can't wait. <laughs> 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 no, but um, Franny, uh, just on David Turnbull possibly going out the door, your thoughts on that? I think it makes sense because I know he has featured a wee bit this season. I think he's one of our top goal scorers as well, but it just, I think he obviously is. I'm not, I wouldn't say he's not interested, but I think like Jed said there, he has to look at his, his international career with, the, with this tournament coming up next summer. He's, even when he was kind of playing regular for Celtic, he wasn't really he was getting into squads but wasn't really breaking into the, the first team. So if he's not going to be playing, he's no chance. So it makes sense for him to try and get away. Cardiff are at a good level, I think they're doing all right as well in the championship. Um so if he can get down there playing regular first team football I think we all said it at the sort of the start of the season because it was when we were talking about the sort of the summer window, we're talking about incomings and outcomes, and Tumble could be one that I think we all said potentially could leave uh, just more for his own career because we just didn't know if he would be a first team player in as such. And I think a lot has alluded to the fact that the, the Euros coming up. So it would be, it was something he had to consider. So I think it makes sense for him to move on. And getting two million for a guy that's got six months on his contract, it's it's no bad business at the end of the day. Aye, and and listen, see out with the money for Turnbull himself for his career and his Scotland career, it's probably better for him if he does move on because it's a difficult midfield to get in, and he's he's really struggling to do that. And any time he gets a chance, he's not nailing it down. Alistair, you're trying to unnoticed it. 
Well, they could, Aye. Play, oh, well. they could share a room and they go to away games. That would be nice. We could play a computer together on that. That would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm going to move on to another one, and this is sort of possibly linked. Uh, I don't know. I don't think the club have actually came out and confirmed that Carter Vickers is injured out for the season or whatever. But have you heard anything more than that? I don't think it's nothing's been confirmed yet. Eh? Um, but no, obviously, I did actually check just before we came on as well. Aye, yeah. I was trying to check no, as well. Check earlier on. Celtic Twitter page. There's nothing, not a thing. Aye, well, I mean, th- that gives me hope that it's just one of the stupid Twitter rumours that they obviously have picked up or ran way off the back of Franny Celtic seemingly stopping a uh, Lager Bielka's move to Lecce. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, draw your own conclusions for that. Yeah, and I also think... as well, Ross. Uh, I was saying to Fran just before we came on, the wife was saying earlier that Atati was taken off injured today for Japan. Aye, I was, aye. So that's a worry. Definitely is, aye. I suppose it's, as silly as it might sound, the Atati one maybe isn't as much of it with, with Bernardo kind of coming, coming into a bit of form, but obviously after that, if you're letting Tumble go, you're then maybe putting a lot of pressure on guys like home, I've always like Corn go back, so I don't think it was any big loss to anybody at the end of the day. But um, it's maybe looking a wee bit, a wee bit. Maybe that's why McCarthy's deal got, uh, got rejected as well. Maybe we in ace ones for the last six months. <laughs> 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 I'll, I'll need to go and get a charger for my iPad. It's going about. Aye, no worries, But uh, I, the, I suppose everybody has got to kind of just jump to conclusions with the fact that. It looked like Lager Belka was out the door, and then the next thing, it's getting it's getting blocked by Celtic. I think the official line for Celtic's coming is they're looking for a better package for for Celtic, if you like. And then you're hearing stories that Lager Belka's came in and said he's desperate to move. He wants to go to wants to go to Italy, which to an extent I can get because he's came in six months in the line. They're looking to get rid of him. They're actively trying to get rid of him, and suddenly now they want to keep him. It's can't be great for him as a young boy either. And to be honest, I don't think he's done a million things wrong. Like I, I think he was iffy at Ibrox, but, but on reflection, go well. I think it was it was one of his first games, if not his first game. I don't think he'd played many games anyway. And it was a makeshift back four at the end of the day as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, he, he came away for that game with a clean sheet. I don't think, I think every league game he's played in, I think he's had a clean sheet and he obviously had that goal against Feyenoord. Eh, no, Lazio, sorry. So he's he's had a bit of a weird Celtic career for the first six months. And, but I just... I, I think for his sake, it's... I think he needs to... Well, I think he needs to go because it's just... I don't I don't know. It's, it's, and I think that's why... Like I say, I think Celtic, because Celtic's blocked this move, I think that's why people have jumped to conclusions that maybe... CCV's out and maybe out for a, a period of time because if he was only out for a couple of weeks, Stephen Welsh has came in recently and done all right. So if it was just got to be a couple of weeks, you'd maybe let Lager Belka go because you've got Stephen Welsh to rely on. Obviously, Narofkis came in and looked, looked a bit of a player, but my worry is the fact that Lager Belka seems to be not being allowed to leave means maybe CCV's out for a wee while. 
Um, I listen. I'm not to jump to conclusions on the CCV one. It does point to that, but I don't like to take two and two and make five just yet. Mm. But um, in terms of Lager Belki self, if Carter Vickers isn't injured and Celtic have stopped this deal, and you're saying it's maybe for like a better package for the club, I mean, I'm not defending the club, but that's fair enough if they want to get a better deal elsewhere. But I think for me. I don't know what you think, Jed, but I think if it comes out, it comes to light that Carter Vickers isn't injured, I'd be very surprised if uh, at, between now and the window closing that Lager Bielka wasn't allowed to leave. You're, you're right, Ross, but no one actually knows. It's like Aye. North Korea. There is nothing getting paid. They came all in. You know, they came over there inside the fans. You know, we're getting particularly mushrooms kept in the dark and fed shite. It's... That's a good one, Mike. But, look, I hope Carter Vickers isn't injured. I mean, it's only been that season because last season he played basically all the games. Mm. And I, I, I'm wondering if it's just for the hamstring as he came back too early and just tweaked it again. Because he only played, what, 60 minutes and 60 Saturday. minutes, uh... Because... Fran, if you remember, we thought, oh, he's maybe just took him off as precaution. Aye. You know, but maybe signal to them again, guys. I'm feeling it. Aye. Yeah. Again, that, this is just speculation. Uh, hopefully, I would imagine that Rogers will probably do his press conference. Well, it's usually a Thursday, but it's tomorrow, the, I did, I did is it definitely something. tomorrow? I, I just wondered where it being the... Uh, I just wonder about it being the deadline day, whether it would maybe be the uh, Friday, but I, I'm sure, uh, listen, I'd rather it was tomorrow because I would like to get some light shed on that sooner rather than later on the CCV situation, if nothing well, else. Franny, to be honest, Rogers can do a, a press conference because he hasn't making the signings anyway. The board's given him the signings. Uh, no, that's aye. the problem. No, aye. Well, Again, well hopefully sorry, we'll find out tomorrow. Yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Um, but we'll, we'll find out one way or the other, the more. The more. Um, but the final guy, another one that is, we've spoke about it, we've probably touched on it a wee bit there, Franny did anyway in terms of McCarthy, he has still getting blocked uh, for moving out. I don't think he wants to go, uh, Franny, um, but there's so many variables. Celtic are saying that, what was it they said, the... They rejected they it because money, I I... wanted more money. I mean, that's just Celtic wanting more money and no want to spend money. I'm quite happy to admit that. But um, <laughs> uh, listen, I, I, I think Celtic are going to find it very difficult to get McCarthy off the books until such times his contract runs out. Um, it's, it's a funny one, the whole situation, of the, the lengthy deal, everything that he got, and he sort of holds the cards and Celtic hold none because he's no featuring at all. It's a baffling one. Ah, uh, well, for me and Jed were actually talking before he, he came on us and it, I think, like, like you say, the, what seems to be going about is Celtic wanted this team to cover more his wages and they've apparently said no, so Celtic have said, well, we're not taking them. So I, I just, for me, that just makes absolutely sense. So it's a guy that clearly they want off the books in a sense because he's not He's not contributing, but I mean, that's I say it's not for uh, James McCarthy, obviously, to an extent, but he's obviously he's way out of the picture. 
And if you're, I don't see why you just don't get rid of him for six months and they cover some of the wages. I don't see what makes sense to then keep on hold him and cover all his wages. Mm. I just don't, it just does not make sense for me. Maybe James McCarthy, maybe was, because what is he, 31, 32 now? I don't know if he's got young kids or whatever. I really didn't know. Because I think it was a team in Europe that maybe were after him. Was it a Greek team or something? A Greek team. Uh, I think it was a Greek team. team. So he's maybe not <laughs> want to go, but like you say, he's maybe on, well, he'd obviously been lost wages money-wise, but just the fact that it, it seems that Celtic knocked it back because they want that team to cover more of the wages, just, it's just another thing that, for me, it goes, what is actually going on here? Why cover it all? This Norwich one, this guy coming from Norwich, are we going to pay most of his wages or are we no, no, we're only going to pay 30%. I The start said it was like, why, like, what's it, why do they want them to take more and say, if they say no, well, well, you're not getting them now, so we'll just cover the rest of these wages. I just, for me, it's, it's a weird one. It's an absolute weird one, McCarthy. Uh, I think he's still got about uh, 18 months left, does he know? Uh, I think so. I, I've been to that sort of training thought that maybe the, maybe the club are protecting McCarthy by saying, like, we want X amount or whatever, and want you to pay more of the wages or all of the wages or whatever it is. Uh, mm. When in fact it might be that McCarthy said, "Look, I'm not wanting to go to Greece. I'm not wanting okay. up sticks for six months and leave my family for six months, my young family." Um, he's he's not going to move his family for six months. So to be away from your family for six months when you're sitting just getting paid nicely at the twilight of your career, I, I don't think it makes sense. I, if, if I was him. I don't think I'd be wanting, well, I don't know, it's difficult to say because, I mean, Greek football isn't amazing, but you've got a wee six months and the weather, nice weather, and you're, <laughs> I don't know, you play kick a ball for a wee while, but he's done it all his life, so maybe he just wants to wind down and sit and not even a bench and a stand, but um, I don't know, but we'll see what happens between now and the, the close of play on Thursday night, tomorrow night, Um I'm sure we'll speak more on that on uh, Friday as well. So we'll part that now uh, and, and try and bring the mood up slightly, possibly, <laughs> maybe. Um, but the next next segment segment of the show is, we've never really done this before, so we've got to try it out. Um, my idea was to get, obviously, the viewers to send in, in the comments questions for us guys. That they want to ask any is, and it can be. It doesn't have to be cel- only Celtic; it can be anything football related. Um, I sort of relayed it to Stephen and the bit cross wires. So what Stephen's done the day is he's actually messaged some guys that watch the show, and they've sent questions to Stephen that he's forwarded on to me. So I'll read them out. But by all means, if any is and who want to ask a question, haven't already the day sent a, a question to Stephen? Put some in the comments and we'll try and touch on some of them as well. Maybe spend 10 minutes on that. Just as I say, anything football related, it doesn't have to be Celtic. And take it as it's meant to be. It's no like self-indulgent where we know more. It's just a wee bit of a difference to the show, trying to involve the viewers. So, as I say, get your comments in. And I'll start off in the first question that uh, was sent in to Stephen earlier this afternoon. Um, let's see, I'll put this one to Jed um, so it's Michael Mitchell and he says 
What was the point in Rogers returning to the club if there is no real shift in change of direction slash ambition? From a club slash board perspective, is it only just to stay in front of Rangers? Anything else Europe-wise is a bonus? Yeah. I mean, I was delighted when Rogers came back when you'd seen some of the candidates that were were there. (laughs) I'll be honest, the last couple of weeks... Not the last couple of weeks from Saturday. Like I say, I've just been in a mood. Um, I'm beginning to question that Rogers a wee bit because the box stops with him. Now I'm hoping he's going to the board and saying, "Look, I've came here. You promised I would be getting this. You aren't providing that. No, you promised you'd give me A, B, C, D. You've only given me A. So what's happening? Again, we don't know how strong he's been. He will never come out." In, in a press conference and say well I asked them for that and they've not done it for me I know they've said he said he wanted four quality signings <clears throat> but then he's backtracking in that now as well so is he is he another puppet is he just getting told what to say I don't know I really don't know I, I, I thought he would have had a bit more about him when he came back that he's going to be stand up to the board but at this precise time to me, looking in, I don't think he is. Uh, well, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Um, yeah. it? I mean, for all the world, when uh, Rogers came in, obviously the trainee thought, <clears throat> like probably everybody else, that um, he wasn't going to come back for the same as what he had the last time in terms of transfers and the, the amount he, he was getting to spend. And it looks on the face of it that that is what's happening again, but Again, it comes back to that transparency. You just want that, but uh, I don't know. Is this another question, Franny? Or no, it's not. I think it was more just kind of... I I agree with what Pat's saying there. What did he say? Was he promised, Jed? I feel he knows board Desmond, a friend of his, and quiet. I think he is at Rogers, and I man for them. Uh, I don't see Rogers as a yes man to be perfectly honest with you, but um, it's it's hard to. I I really don't see it as that, but it's hard to argue against it on the evidence of what we've seen in these first six months of his tenure. But is there any other? uh, Is there any comments, uh, questions coming in for anybody on the comments, Franny? Lank has got one, but I think we need to talk on Paul McFarlane Celtics next cases. We've brought in four in this window. (laughs) Aye, but we're only alone. Have we? <laughs> well, Jed, Gav. <laughs> oh, us? Sorry. I'm going, who have Celtic brought in for? That was me mishearing a, a thing again like I did in that quiz the other night and made an arse myself. Uh, but uh, uh, is there any questions coming in in the, the comments, Franny? I think for any... kind of just sort of uh, a wee bit on yours there. Lanky's asking what was Brendan promised before he got the job? Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to answer that. It's only, uh-huh. it's it's conjecture at the end of the day. You probably um, surmise what, what it was It's a subjective one that everybody will have their own opinion and it's nobody's right or wrong because we don't actually know. That's that's what I would say to that. But um, I'll, I'll, I'll read out another question uh, that Stephen sent in the day. This one is for... Alistair Jack, and I'll just put it to you, Franny. Um, 
Uh, do you think Brendan Rodgers will be our manager next season? Well, a lot you would think because he, he obviously said he would never walk again and I, I appreciate you can take the words sometimes maybe with a pinch of salt but have the board and all of some folk even maybe think because he said these things because he walked the last time then maybe look at going well he can't walk again and maybe that's why the board didn't back him as much I've also seen folk on Twitter arguing now that they think he's maybe got to walk at the end of the season so that's why he's not getting back to in January so uh, for me I, I think I think if he didn't get back to what he thinks in the summer, I think it could be it might see out a season and not leave mid season again, but it might be that he'll leave after the two year and not see out the three year. So I think if next summer and maybe out the jack certainly next summer, if he doesn't get back, I think he might see out that season so he doesn't doesn't go we maybe sort of in the, the manner they went the last time, how we left mid season, if you like. Mm. I think he might see out that season, then then go. And if it is because he's not been back, I hope he kind of comes out and chucks him under the bus. I, I, I would, for me, looking at it, I, I think that if he goes and wins the league, it doesn't have to be the Scottish Cup, but you would like that to happen, obviously. But I think if he goes and wins the league, I think. He, he he won't walk, but I think if then he he goes and has another transfer a summer transfer window, possibly similar to the last. Certainly, if it's in like this January one, then I don't think he walks because I think he's sort of made a the rod a rod for his own back with what he said when he first came in that he would be here for the three years and all the rest of it. But I think that if there's another poor transfer window where he isn't, where he feels he isn't being supported in the manner that he expects. Then I think you could see a breakdown in the relationship, and there'll be a part of the ways similar to a wee bit like what happened with him Jansen. Obviously, he felt that they weren't on the same page as him, and I think he walked. It was close. It might have been close to nearly near the start. In fact, I think it was right at the end of the season he won the league. Um, I think there'll be a sort of breakdown between Board and Brendan Rodgers if he's not if he's treated in the same way again. Whether he'll walk or it'll be a, a, a um, sort of parting of the ways where both parties think it's best. I think that might happen. But fingers crossed that we win a League and Cup double and uh, Rodgers remains in his position and is back how we see fit and how he sees fit and the board sort of marry up to his expectations. But uh, Jed, just your, you you come come in on that as well. well. First of all, I thought Robert put up a good comment there and I've, I've admitted myself about being negative. Um, so I'll keep this brief. Rogers will, will be here for next season if we win the league. If we don't win the league, Rogers won't be here because the mm-hmm. fans won't take it. I think it's that simple. Aye, aye. I, I, I think in in simple terms, I would agree with that. Aye, absolutely. I think it's, it's no, I think it's unthinkable for Brendan Rodgers 
to come back and not win the league. I, I don't know, don't see how he would recover from that. Um, I agree with that. So, I I, I think we're all in agreement that it, it boils down to whether he wins the league or not. But in terms of walking, I don't think to answer the the question that was in the comments, I don't think Rogers will walk. I don't, I don't think it will come to that. I think it will need to be a mutual sort of both parties agreeing that it's time to go your separate ways. Um, but I, is there any other questions coming in the comments, Franny? We can there is enough touch on. Uh, Starting this one because it's it's taking it well. It's depends on your your age, I guess, but it's maybe taking it away from being Celtic and what's your favourite right. Champions League final for Garden? Oh, um, any you got anything in yeah. mind straight yeah. off the bat? Yeah, Barcelona mm. beating Man United at Wembley. See, I was thinking at uh, that one as well. By the way, Jed, if you remember. The footage, uh, the camera goes into the Man United dugout where you cut in all, and you can actually see Ferguson shaking because he knew he was up against something special and there was nothing they could do. That's when Barcelona were at their absolute peak. And to me, that's that was a phenomenal final. And if you remember as well, Messi scored a crack. I'm sure he scored a crack in a header as well in that game. Uh, But being, uh you know, you don't associate Messi heading the ball. But he scored in that game, my header. And Man United were a right good side then, and yeah. Barcelona yeah. made them look like they—they they just knew that they were too good for them. I, listen, I can't uh, disagree with that, but I'm not a Man United <clears throat> fan by any stretch. In fact, I really don't like them. But it always sticks in my mind that '99 final where they turned mm-hmm. it on its head in the last minute. It's—I remember where I was, what I was doing. It's just one of the ones that stick in the mind. So for me, it would probably need to be the um, 99 Champions League final where they beat Bayern Munich. And I've actually, I've got a book in the house, uh, Jamie Carragher's Greatest Games, and each chapter is on a game. And then once you've read the chapter, uh, go into YouTube and watch the, you go into YouTube and watch the game and then you see if you sort of agree with his analysis. It's a really good book, really good read. I urge people to go and get it if they're into reading. Uh, and it's just, so football orientated and he spoke about that game obviously at great length in his book and it's a really good read so I would urge people to go and read that and certainly that chapter in particular a brilliant final that for me and uh, Dross uh, sorry Franis somebody put Uh up there before um, yep I was actually thinking that myself Bayern Munich were all over Man United that game (laughs) (laughs) well well, right this is funny right this is funny, Jed, because uh, no, Stephen Gerrard, uh, Jamie Carragher, and he's in in the book. He was adamant that it wasn't as much of a one-sided final as everybody remembers in your head, because Man United yeah. turned it on its head in the last minute. But he he, he said, and I watched it back, and maybe to an extent, he he knows better than me. But it wasn't as one-sided. Man United did do well in the game. Bayern Munich didn't make a lot of chances in the game. They scored early on and they were very, not negative, but they, they defended well and they didn't go and try and put Man U away as such and take the game to them. But um, I think in the end, Man U, Man U got their uh, just rewards uh, and turned it on its head, albeit it was late. That. But uh, Frank, aye. Sorry, Banky's just bought there mm. about Real Madrid oh. uh, 
Leverkusen was that, that Hampton? Hampton? That Hampton. Uh, aye. 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 Greatest goal ever, man. Volley. Aye. Unbelievable goal. Yeah. Fantastic. What about you, Franny? Sorry. I mean, no, no. That Bayern Munich one, Bayern Munich by United, obviously sticks out to Istanbul. But initially, when I thought about it, I was the same game as Jed. I just, because Man United were brilliant at the run back, because I think still had Rooney, Tevez, and Ronaldo, I think, so Ferdinand was maybe there. It still had Corey, top, top players. And then, obviously, Barcelona, you had your, your Messi's, Pedro and that, and David Villa, players like that. Uh, the, the famous trilogy, Xavi and Esther and Busquets. Carlos, but it was just, just such a good final. That Man U were a proper, proper dominant team at that time, and Barcelona made them look... When they say they made them look a bad team, but they made really like work a very, very good Man United mm-hmm. team. And I just yeah. that just that kind of stuck sticks out for me in that in that final. Aye, and they played them in a a, a stadium that was very familiar to Man U at that time as well. Exactly. And I mean they had great players. And Barcelona passed them off the park. They were it's probably that Barcelona team probably the best club t- club side. I've ever seen mm-hmm. in my lifetime. Right. I think most people watching this and on this would agree with that. But um, we'll move on to another one. I'll know what to spend too much longer on this, but I'll get through the questions that people sent in uh, just out of respect for mm-hmm. them taking the time to send them in. Um, so this one comes from Dion. Um, I'll just put it to you, Jed, again. Um, what is your opinion on Celtic fans wanting pedigree signings? Yeah, look, there's nothing wrong in wanting pedigree signings, but unfortunately we can't afford to get pedigree signings. If if we go and spend, yes, we could spend £15 million on a player, but we couldn't afford his wages. That's that's the the worry, I think. Over the last few weeks on on the the Monday night and the Friday night, various people have said it as well. Yeah, we could go and get the nine million pound player could do that no problem and pay the wages of 40 50 grand a week but as soon as you go to 15 million these people are looking for 70 80 grand a week and we ain't going to do that we ain't going to do that unfortunately but as a fan base there's nothing wrong in dreaming about getting players but we've got to be realistic absolutely that's why you 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 love football when you support your club, you, you dare to dream, um, but you have to, as you, I agree with you, you have to be real as well uh, at times. But, uh, Franny, this one comes from San Fran Celtic. He says, love the show, always a good laugh. Um, thinks his question might be a bit controversial. Uh, couldn't get my head around how we cheered the battle off the park after a shite performance, then booed the team at full time. We shouldn't tiptoe around him. We shouldn't tiptoe around him, or should we? I, well, I'm not going to pretend to be totally educated on what's going on there, but it can be great for the guy. He's still, what is he, 22 year old, 21 year old. It seems from the outside looking in that he's getting a lot of pressure from. Certainly, from the Israel head coach and maybe even teammates in the in the national team, 
don't know if it, maybe political figures, farmer. He loves a farmer over in the conflict that will have a certain view on what's happening over there. Might not be what everybody agrees with, but it's how they'll they'll see it, how they're maybe getting the narrative spun in their way. For me, I, I I'm always try try to be on the side of keep politics out of football because it's just <coughs> keep politics out of sport and as general because it's you're you can't please everybody. But I appreciate that sometimes it does come in, and in fairness, when it comes to uh, Palestine, it's certainly when it comes to the Green Brigade, they've this is not a new thing they've supported. They've even when we were back had season tickets. Ross, I can remember Palestinian flags there, and I know they do a lot of, a lot of work, a charitable work for it. So I think it's it's I don't think it's right for me to. Tell a fan one how they should react about a player or a team's performance. I, I'm not a big fan of booing the team, so I wouldn't be a big fan of booing an individual player. You can maybe be annoyed when he's had a bad game and maybe shout the old verbal and things like that, but I would never boo a player off the part. I don't, certainly what we've seen here, Bader coming back, I don't, I've never looked at him and thought he's not actually trying. I don't. Think, I think he's all. He's always been given at least a hundred percent when he's he's been since he's came back in. As I say, it can't be easy for the guy. I think to an extent we need to tiptoe around it, but I don't know what. Um, I don't know what we want to do to the guy. You want to try and hide him out because he's of his really descent and maybe doesn't agree with the Palestine thing. I think that's a bit a, a bit dangerous waters if you want to do that. I really don't know what would you do with the guy. You can only show him support, support for the team. And as I say, I think, it's, I, I just, I don't, what you made with the guy, you can't hound a guy out because of where he's born and what's going on, with something that's totally out of his control. And I wouldn't agree with booing the guy for that. Well, in terms of, I, I, I don't even think it's as deep as that, to be honest with you, right? Abada substituted, he's had a poor game. Most of the players did. I don't think it, it would. the fact that they didn't boo him was because Celtic fans were tiptoeing round about him. I don't think Celtic fans are tiptoeing round about him. I think they're they're getting behind all the players as much as they can. Obviously, at the end of the game, they booed, whether that be directed at the board or whatever. But um, for me, any player that comes off, if they've had a bad game, I don't think an individual player, whether it's a bad or anybody else, would get booed. Obviously, as you alluded to, Franny, you shout verbals during the game at their performance, but when they're coming off the park, generally players get applauded and the player gets applauded on. So I don't think it's as deep as like going back to the Palestine stuff and tiptoeing round about him. I just think he was applauded off the field because he tried his hardest playing for Celtic and you're not going to boo an individual player on the way off the park. And then you could argue that the boos at the full time were aimed at the board rather than the team. Um, but people will draw their own conclusions for that. I just don't think it's as deep as the Palestine hanging tiptoeing around about a badder. But um, as I say, people will have their own opinion on all of that. That's just mine. Um, we'll do, I think we've got one more. Uh, was sent by Patrick McNally. Uh, I'll put it that, that we'll put it to Ollie as this one. It's a bit of a general one. So come to you first, Jed. Um list your most cringy football phrases. Sorry, gonna repeat that, Ross. 
list your most cringy football phrases? I'll go first. Double pivot. The fans are the 12th man. Aye. Aye. Um, what else? Rendered by the same club. <laughs> no, what's that? Rangers are the same club. Ah. <laughs> Uh, this this game's a six pointer today. It's no mate. Uh, if you put two, you could put two goalkeepers in there. You're still not saving that. <laughs> Just let the net get that, son. Aye. <laughs> Aye. There's a few, like there's a few. But um, listen, is there maybe one more non-Celtic related question for any of uh, Franny, and then we'll move on for that. No, really, but it, it's it's more a Dreamland one. It's Celtic related, but I suppose it's it's Dreamland if you want. It's parallel universe stuff. That's actually a good question. Paul fans obviously uh, wrote and asking if you were given unlimited funds and could sign three top-level players for Celtic, who would it be? And I'm assuming it's obviously meaning current players. Aye. Um, for me, it would be... Um, possibly Alfonso Davies, maybe at mm-hmm. Bayern. Uh, a right top keeper. I would Who's go a right Ederson. top keeper. Ederson uh, I would probably just, go. Just because he's younger I, than Alisson. Uh, I'd probably go Alisson. Uh, let, mm-hmm. Let's go Alisson, Alfonso Davies, and uh, let's say Vinicius Junior. No, Mbappe. Oh, by the way, there you go. Mm. Am I a keeper now? I might want two guys up there. Aye, I know, eh? Just keep parting goals and just play Vinicius Junior and Mbappe. Uh, well, Probably yourself, Jed. Do you know, I'm at the uh, Mo Salah. Phenomenal player. And I, he's not even a superstar yet, but I think this guy is going to go places. Oh, as because he's a young, young boy. Elliot it plays with Liverpool. Oh, right. He scored. Aye, Harvey Elliot. Up at I really, I think, I, honestly, I love what that guy played. I think he's, he's brilliant. And the goalkeeper... Uh, but I'm a Liverpool keeper or the Man City keeper for me. Mm-hmm. I'm not bothered watching. Right. Aye, uh, that would be going, nice, eh? Uh, I think I'm going to go Ederson. Just simple. I think it's just to say I think Alisson's a better keeper, but younger. So I'm, if I'm loving a parallel universe, I'm keeping them for a wee while. So I'm going uh. Ederson. Uh, I'm taking Jude Bellingham. Taking him. Aye. And you mean the I was go. Well, I was going to, but then I just, I like Mbappe. I just think he's Aye. the closest thing to R9 that we're ever going to see again. I just, I think him. So that's me. Well, I'm going to Mbappe, uh, Haaland and uh, Ederson. Bellingham. I sorry, Bellingham, Ederson and uh, Mbappe. Mbappe. Hey, I'm going to go... I'm going to go Alisson. Uh, Rodri and Mbappe. Oh, it's changed. It's changed. Rodri and Mbappe. 
Rodri's, Rodri's a great player. Ah, he's Man, class, man. Banish boy, yeah, definitely. Aye. No, Joy, that was a good that, that was a good last question there. Aye, very good. Um we'll part that one. Uh, we'll probably bring that back. I don't know if it'll be next week or whatever. Hopefully hopefully you've enjoyed it and we can bring it back next week. I don't know who's due to host next week, but we'll see. Um but we'll move on. What's that? Wednesday. We're at Hibs next Wednesday. Ah, I think it's what we're doing. I, I think we are. We're, we are. We're doing a post match. You're right. I don't know who's due on, but uh, after the Hibs game, you can tune in for that, guys. Um, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll move on to the next feature. Uh, another one uh, that Gavin brought in last week and enjoyed it, uh, and that is the on this day. Um, so on this day uh, in 2005, Celtic signed Craig Bellamy on loan with an option to make it permanent. Uh, he scored 12, uh, sorry, he had 12 appearances and scored seven goals. Uh, the highlight being uh, the opener at Ibrox in a 2-1-1. Uh, he scored in a Scottish Cup semi-final win against Hearts, the winner I think it was. Uh, and he scored an absolutely sublime hat-trick at Tannadice. Um, seven goals, uh, finished the season we didn't win the league Franny touched on that season earlier on in his quick fire questions we lost it in the last day at Fair Park but um, Craig Bellamy Jed uh, his time at Celtic and him as a player oh he he was a quality player I must I mean if you think then we still had Hartson and Sutton um, and one of the one of the, the best goals I think he scored as well was Sure, it was against Aberdeen. The ball came out for the corner and he got it in the volley from a way out. Um, he was a great player. I, I must admit, I was disappointed we didn't get him. I mean, he went back to New, was it Newcastle we got him in loan? Ah, from? I think it was I. Newcastle, and, I. Uh, disappointed we didn't get him because I, I really thought this is a player. And he was by a nasty guy. And, you know, he didn't get on well with a lot of managers. Um, Especially as soon as I spoke about it, and um, he was, he was definitely a player now. As Brendan Rodgers says, now that's a quality player. If you got that boy in the now and loan, I think we'd all be over the moon. That he was, Aye. he was a, he was a footballer. Aye, if you're signing Craig Bellamy for Celtic now, you're having to take fifty million pound out of your pocket. In my opinion, I think he was that Aye. good. Um, Franny, Craig Bellamy I, I mean, I don't know if you remember his hat-trick at Tannadice uh, it was unbelievable the first goal, he picks it up out on the right-hand side uh, sort of just inside the angle of the box and he fires one right across the keeper into the far top corner, unbelievable strike, uh, second one um, it was a through ball and he's on the spin, he's hit it and Sort of chipped it, but like with power, in off the post, far side, and then his final goal was a flick on, and he ran through, and he's just volleyed it past the keeper. It, I, I mean, talk about his time at Celtic. For me, I was a great admirer of Craig Bellamy, and I think this might be controversial. What's that for Paul? Loving the new oh, man. Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. Um, aye. F- as I say, I was a great admirer of Craig Bellamy. Before he came to Celtic, I was delighted when we got him. In my opinion, and it, people might not agree with it, but I think if Craig Bellamy had stayed at Celtic for seven seasons, we'd be talking about him in the same bracket as Henrik Larson. 
possibly even better. I, I think he was that good. His pace, his power, his finishing, he had all their attributes. And that's why he was a top player. And that's when why when Man City were building for the future, they signed Craig Bellamy. He's a phenomenal player. But just talk about him as a player, your thoughts on him as a player and his time at Celtic. I was obviously back in 2005, you, you had more chance of getting that kind of level A player on loan. I think, I think Jed touched on that. I think he had a quite public spot with, with Graham Sooners. So maybe it was one of the ones that kind of the stars aligned. He wasn't got, like you said, top, top player. So he probably wasn't going to end up in the Premiership. And it being kind of the last day, it was easier to go to another team in the UK. And obviously, Celtic. Thank you. Sorry. If- I think he rejected a, a six million pound move to Birmingham to come to Celtic on loan. There you go, there you go. But I absolutely hopped up at that like that goal against Rangers. I mean, you see it for the sort of uh, the the angle with uh, the post where it goes in. It just how far out the post and just bends back in. Aye, it was just it was brilliant. Like I said, if he if he'd stayed for seven years, he would have scored a lot of lot of goals. We would have spoken them. Um, in the same breath, I think is Larson, but for me, I just I, I don't. Bellamy was top, but I th- Larson for me was world class. I don't think Bellamy ever ever got to that level, but it was a very very good. I mean, you make a good point about Man City when they were coming up, they went and got him because they knew he could perform. He was a top top player. I just think maybe attitude wise, probably stopped them getting to the very very top. But I would agree with that. Um, I think if we had. Paid, ironically enough, paid the money back then. We would have had a really good player on our hands for a few years because I think what I can remember, I think he wanted to stay, and we knew what we had to pay. Maybe wages. I don't what wages wages been an issue then. Probably not. It was so a much. it was a, hurt, a stumbling block in the end. I think was it. Um, right. But I, I would. I Craig Bell. I mean, he was he was great for that six month and. I know that the season didn't exactly end well, but I enjoyed having Craig Bellamy here. And I just remember, I think one of the good things is, what could, it did they drag on, it felt like you were never, ever keeping them. And that's mm-hmm. what, I think I just kind of enjoyed them when I was here. They just kind of got the feeling, this guy's not going to be here. He knows he's Aye. better than this league. That's it. And it's similar, like, we, we got guys for the Premier League at that time, on loans, and they were just... They were just quality, as in Craig Bellamy. Uh, even the, the the little time that Ramon Vega spent at Celtic, I think he was a yeah, Somebody mentioned player. that earlier. Yeah. Said about Keen, Ramon Vega, and Bellamy uh, are three best one signings. Aye. These are, the, and by the way, these are quality players, right? That were proven Premier League players, and they came up here to Celtic and they done well. Robbie Keane, prolific goal scorer, mm. done well. Craig Bellamy, Prolific goal scorer done well, and on both occasions we failed to win the league. I know. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Madness, but, eh? Madness. Aye, mental. But I mean, for, we should never have lost that league title that season, Jedi. That was that was to go to Ibrox and win, go two points clear. Was it we two yeah. or three games to go? Mm. I know, and then I'm a right insane. I'm just trying to get flashbacks. Did barely not miss a good few chances at Motherwell that game. I think, I think he did. Did, I... we play, did we not play to start that game with Bellamy, Hearts and Sutton? I think so, aye. Uh, what, what, was, what was the deal with Larson at that time? Was, was he, he injured? He was, he was away. Oh, so he was, aye. Because I was away. trying to, see when I was watching the clips there, I'm trying to work out and saying, 
How is where was Larson? You're right enough, Jedi. And then obviously the cup final was Mark O'Neill's um last game. Final game. Mm-hmm. But we knew right. we knew before that. Um I think it was announced was it the day before the final Strachan would be coming in mm. as the new manager. Aye, that's right, aye. But listen, uh-huh. he got a he got a Scottish Cup under his belt. He probably well, he, he should have <clears> had a league title. That was yeah. Two league titles a just a just a varied Martin O'Neill and no more. It should have been five in a row, to be perfectly honest. We and Rangers snatched a couple of leagues, but that's what it was. But Greg Bellamy, as we say, what a player he was, and it's that level of player that we can only dream about getting on loan for the English Premier League now because football has changed, certainly for Celtic, dramatically mm. in the transfer market. Um, well, part of that, that was a nice, I, I like that uh, on this day. I think that that's going to be quite a, an interesting one because you don't know what you're going to get until that very day. See, mm. when you're like sort of um, trying to plan the, for hosting the show and that, mm. it's it's quite interesting because there's other things come up. Obviously, there's more than one thing happens on this day. So you, you've got a choice sometimes. Other days, there's maybe nothing. But it's really interesting and it's good to reminisce, especially on guys like Craig Bellamy. Um, but we'll move on. Uh, to our ball, ball bag and baller of the week. Um, so, Franny, I'll come to you first. Uh, your ball bag. I never thought I would ever say that <laughs> sentence to you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I do Ball bag of the week. Mm, David Tumble, just for his cameo on Saturday, man. It was, it was horrendous. Absolutely mm-hmm. terrible, wouldn't it's a guy I've kind of stuck up for a bit uh, since we've done this podcast. But I and Saturday, I never like to question guys' commitment, but he looked like he could be he wanted to be anywhere else but that park on Saturday. Aye, aye. And uh, Jed, your ball bag of the week. Yeah, I'm not going to give it to a player, I'm going to give it to the the surface parkhead, the park of the nose, an absolute joke. So that's, that's getting it. Aye. Well, my ball bag of the week, I, I think it has to only go to one person, one person only, and that's the guy that missed two penalty kicks. Like Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> that's a good shout. Um, but uh, just come back to you, Franny, on your baller of the week. Uh, a wee bit of a curveball, maybe cheating. I'm going Jorgen Klopp after... Just sort of a wee special mate after him saying he's got to leave at the end of the season. Just mm-hmm. put the guys to stick at a top club for nine seasons and not get the sack. That's some gone. So I'll have something cop in there. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, and by the way, I meant to say if any, any of the guys are firing their thoughts into the comments, just bring it up. Um, Jed, your baller of the week. Brendan Rogers for his interview. It's a fair point. I think that's Bob Bag. I think that's Bob Bag. No, like I aye, say, aye. Like I said earlier, Ross, I think because I've been Mr. Negative, I've even put that in the WhatsApp group this week. I've just been so negative. I'm not even going to the week. <laughs> I was actually giving myself ball back in the week because of the morning. Of the <laughs> ball of the week, Ross, for hosting. Oh, you're yeah, far too yeah. kind, Paul. <laughs> yeah, good job, Paul. I'll, I'll go with that. Uh-huh. <laughs> my, well, my ball of the week... Um, 
I'm going to give it to the Ross County keeper, George Alexander Wickens. I thought he had a really good game. Made a, uh, mm. Albeit Celtic weren't great. I, I think when he was asked to make saves, he made them. Yep. Oh, two penalties. Uh, and he looked, listen, he looked a decent keeper. I'm not saying go and get him Celtic <laughs> by any stretch, but he had a good game on the day for me. There might be, obviously, guys that deserve ball every week more than him in a wider scope, but mm. I was just kind of going off Celtic. I'll get to that guy. Um, but is there any more coming in for Bob Agar ball of the week, Franny? I like your uh, well, one, by the way. That's quite good. Um, well, I think a lot of them are still on the ball back, and it's like Palma and things like that. Aye, uh, Palma, Robert Davy, Palma. Punishment um, Nugget says you're a ball bag, not a baller. <laughs> <laughs> as nice as Paul McFarlane's comment was, that was horrible. Aye, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the board uh, are getting some stick for being, they're getting, they're a strong nomination. Oh, aye. Ball bag of the week, the board and Aye. Aye. Well, it's, it's probably, we'll say a 40 finish between the board and Louis Palmer. Uh, and we'll move on to the next part, which is, this is, I'm really looking forward to this, but actually I think this will be quite a decent wee debate. Uh, so it's the agree to disagree. Jed, do you know how this works, the agree to disagree? I think so, yeah. We'll soon find out. Well, we'll just outline <laughs> it again any, for any, because we've done it on the show before, uh, but we have obviously might have some new viewers. So what I'll do is I'll put a question to the guys and they either um, agree, strongly agree, disagree or strongly disagree with whatever the question is. Um, so I've got three of them, uh, very interesting ones uh, and we actually touched upon this Champions League final earlier on so it wasn't planned, it's quite fitting. Um, or not the Champions League final but this team. Um, so the first one, uh, Jed, I'll ask you your thoughts first on it and then come to Franny. Uh, so the Man U 99 Champions League winners were a better team than the 08 winners. Do you agree, disagree? Agree. Agree. I was asking, I was trying to think who the 08, who... Who was in the team? Mm-hmm. I looked somehow. at the, I looked at the two squads and yeah. there's no much in it. But for me, I, I would agree. I, I think the ninety nine team is slightly better. Franny, I think I've got to go in the ninety nine team as well. I think mm-hmm. so. But I mean that that O eight team, like Rooney, I think he's one of the most underrated English players ever. Like I don't think they're really proper. Uh, when Rooney, like I, I obviously no. got a lot of hype, but I, I don't think he got appreciated as good as how it actually was. I, I actually think he could have been even better had it not been for some injuries. He missed a lot of uh. the big, sort of big tournaments that he might well have been the difference in them for England getting that that wee bit. Far. I'm not saying win it, but they they might have got that wee bit further. Um, but I a phenomenal player. But um, I I think the general consensus in the comments is that they all uh, agree with that for any. Uh, I thought there would have been. A slight bit more debate on that, but mm-hmm. I, 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 by the way, there's nothing in it, but I think they edge it. Um, <clears throat> so, we'll do the next one. Franny, I'll come to you first. Agree or disagree? This is one that uh, I, I really enjoy this debate. I've spoke at length for years on this, and it really gets people's backs up and people get 
excuse me, get right into it. So I think it's going to probably split opinion on this, possibly. Um, so Franny, you agree or disagree? Stephen Gerrard was a better all-round midfielder than Paul Scholes. I would say aye. I would say I agree. Because Paul yeah. Scholes was straight at tackling. And it's pretty much just kind of on that, I would have to say. Mm-hmm. And because I think obviously as both careers went on, they both sort of uh, naturally dropped deeper in that also because the pace and maybe just the energy to get round about the park wasn't there. But Gerard for me, had everything. He didn't play in as good teams as Paul Scholes, <clears throat> which you could maybe argue then should say, well, Paul Scholes is clearly the better player, but I think what Gerard managed to do that season when they won in Istanbul, it just felt like he dragged them to that tournament. Um, you think that before they actually qualifies for the, the group stage proper, he obviously scored in the last, virtually the last kick of the ball to get them actually into the group stages, I think that year against Olympiakos or Panathinaikos, I want to say, at Anfield, I think it was a third goal or something. It was Olympiakos, yeah. Um, Oh, so yeah, I just, I, I just think <laughs> what he done for Liverpool, when you kind of compare it, I mean, obviously, Paul Scholes obviously won more, but I just think, like say, all round player, I'm, I'm, I have to go Gerard, and I, I can kind of confidently say it a wee bit now because he's not Rangers anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, uh, for me, it's Gerard. Um, I've always made the case that the tackling, like you said, um, I think Gerard's shooting and that wasn't much in it. I think Gerard edged it in the shooting. Paul Scholes probably maybe just edged it in the, the, the sort of long balls, but Gerard was phenomenal at that. But I think the reason I go Gerard mostly is because people make the case that Paul Scholes won more trophies, but he was playing in a better Man United team. I don't think Paul Scholes leads Liverpool to the trophy hall that Steven Gerrard did. I don't think he's he's got that leadership in him. That's why Gerard gets the vote for me. But um, uh, Jed, what about yourself on that? Well, I know Franny said that the scores couldn't tackle. I think he knew what he was doing all along. But <laughs> <laughs> um, me, bit, I, I'm going to go Scholes. Scholes was phenomenal. Scholes is unbelievable. Oh, Gerard was fantastic. Look at the goal he scored at the Millennium Stadium in the FA Cup final against West Ham. West Ham. Mm-hmm. I know, um, unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, he did. He was a, a poor Liverpool team at the time, where, as you said, schools had a good players round about him. But just for just a bit different, I'm going to go school. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, I had a feeling you were going to pick schools. I just think that you like that type of player a bit more than the the, the dynamic, eh, Gerard. But listen, it's it's a debate. It, everybody's got an opinion on it and when they say nobody's right or wrong but that's just my feeling on it I, I think Gerard was mm-hmm. better and I think what's the general consensus in the comments Franny? It's, it's pretty much 50-50 mate it's 50-50 of everybody everybody at schools is having a wee dig at Gerard, but then there's a folk that can see aye. it just saying Gerard is good aye aye until 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 Gerard went to Rangers and turned out to be a prick. He uh, was one of my, probably my favourite English Premier League p- player after um, Thierry Henry. I, I think he was phenomenal. But we'll move on to the next one. Uh, and 
Sorry, stitching Franny up a wee bit here. I think he knows what's going to come. Um, but I'll come to you first, Jed. Agree, agree or disagree? Alessandro Del Piero was a better player oh. than Francesco Totti. No, Del Piero was better player. So I agree. It's, it's, it's not even like a big discussion. I just want to stitch Franny up because he thinks... <laughs> You think it's totty, don't you, you silly cookie? <laughs> I just... And it, it's similar to what... Make it's your similar case. Similar to Gerard and School thing. He, he played in that. Did they play in as good a team? Managed to win a Scudetto for them. Didn't they really do much else, to be honest? Because <laughs> I think Del Piero won the Champions League. Obviously won quite a few things domestically at, at UV. Won the World Cup. Did he never won the World Cup? I think he might I have won the Euros. Maybe he did win the World Cup. Cup. He yeah. won the World Cup. They both got that. Yeah. So did Del Piero. <laughs> I think it was one of the, the winning goal. Uh, obviously, me and you growing up, or Jed would have been the same, being able to watch, obviously, uh, the Town Football and Channel 4 and that. And obviously, AC Milan was a team that I, I kind of always followed back then. And Juve, well, I, did, I just never ever really liked Juventus. And then Roma always kind of had a wee bit of soft spot. I think it was our pal Burnley. He always kind of liked Roma as well. So it was one of them. And we just always loved Totty. I mean, him. Always loved Totty. Don't think Del Piero is a bad, but Del Piero is an absolute world-class player. But I've just always liked Totty, mate. And it was... Aye. Nah. I, I get that. And But you made the point there saying that it's similar to Skulls and Gerrard. It's nothing like Skulls and Gerrard because there's a debate to be had there. There is no here. <laughs> <laughs> Del Piero was better and what, totally different class what are we thinking what's the, what's the folks saying in the comments most uh, of them have to be Del Piero surely yep aye but that's not Del Piero Andor as well totally did he po- no. no Del Piero I think Del Piero did we see aye, aye. aye I think he was mind he mind he curled the free kick in for the uh, corner of the box over Andy Gorham. I done it against yeah. us as well, did he? On that done it against us, game. I bet he, he scored a beauty against Rangers. I think they beat them about four or five now there. That was nice. <laughs> <laughs> he gets my vote. He gets my vote. But listen, that's that section done. Nice wee debate there. A wee bit veering off of Celtic, eh, just for a bit of sort of diversity. Um, but we'll move on. We're Bringing in a new feature to this podcast on a Wednesday night. This was, I think it was Wally's idea. Um, so we've decided that similar to the what we do with the Super 6, but we're going to do like an SPL predictor just amongst the guys on the on the actual podcast. Now, if any of the, the, the viewers want to join in, keep tabs on their own scores. The way we're going to work it is similar to the um, Super 6 so that if you get a correct score, i.e. if you say Celtic are going to beat Aberdeen 2-0 on Saturday, and that's what the score is, you get five points. But if it ends up 2-1 to Celtic, you've guessed that Celtic are the winning team, so you get two points. So you can keep tabs on your own score. But um, we've all done our predictions for this weekend. Stephen kindly done graphics to bring them up on the screen so if my glamorous assistant can help me out <laughs> here since I don't have the stuff on my end to do it you just need to tell me who you want first 
Yeah, just whatever one. It doesn't matter. Whatever one comes up. Right, what is it there, Stephen's prediction? So there we've got Stephen with his snowy puffer jacket on. Look him, he's <laughs> looking well, isn't he? Ah, he's got the picture for his He looks like he's seen something in the distance that is absolutely disgusting. Is he sitting on the not a... I don't know. He doesn't look too enamoured with whatever he's looking at, though. <laughs> but, um, aye, so his predictions, he's got Aberdeen 1, Celtic 1. Get in the bin, Stephen, along with your jacket. <laughs> Dundee 1, Hearts 2, Hibernian 3, St Mirren 1, Motherwell 2, Kilmarnock 1, Rangers 5, Livingston 0, Ross County 1, St Johnston 1. I think he's Jimmy Bell in disguise with they scores. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on to the next one, we've got William here. I don't know what Stephen's done with that picture. He's absolutely stitched him up because Willie looks nothing like that. Oh, I know, man. It's it's just he stitched them up with that. Like he looks nothing like that. Um, but Willie has went Aberdeen nil, Celtic two, Dundee two, Hearts three, Hibs two, St Mirren two, Motherwell one, Kilmarnock two, Rangers two, Livingston nil, and Ross County one, St Johnston one. Moving Ross, on. when he, when Ross, when he Look at that, eh? Oh, I'm, I look like Sam Allardyce standing, putting something in the chippy, but I'm wearing that. just came for a wedding in the meal was right. <laughs> 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 I've, went, I've went Aberdeen 1, Celtic 2, Dundee 1, Hearts 1, Hibs 1, St Mirren 2, Motherwell 1, Kilmarnock 1, Rangers 4, Martin Dales, Lion Down, Livingston 0, and Ross County 1, St Johnston 0. Anthony, oh wow, train spotting. <laughs> After that, the game was mine, eh? <laughs> Aberdeen nil, Celtic three, Dundee one, Hearts two, Hibs three, St Mirren one, Marwell two, Kilmarnock nil, Rangers one, Livingston one, Ross County one, St Johnston one. There he is, the boy. Oh, look at you. You get your wee fancy hairdo. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Aberdeen, Franny's went Aberdeen 0, Celtic 2, Dundee 1, Hearts 2, Hibernian 2, St Mirren 1, Motherwell 1, Kilmarnock 2, Rangers 4, Livingston 0. I think that's the same as me, Franny. And uh, mm-hmm. Ross County 1, St Johnston 0. And now on to the new members. We've got uh, Gavin, <laughs> who is sadly missing a hand, but um, that's something we didn't right? know about him. <laughs> 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 but uh, he's went Aberdeen 1, Celtic 2, Dundee 1, Hearts 2, Hibs 1, St Mirren 0, Motherwell 2, Kilmarnock 1, Rangers 1, Livingston 0, and Ross County 2, St Johnston 1. And then we've got James. He's probably slating the board in that photo. I can, just, <laughs> I can see it. <laughs> uh, Aberdeen 2, Celtic 3, Dundee 1, Hearts 2, Hibs 1, St Mirren 1, Motherwell 0, Kilmarnock 1, Rangers 3, Livingston 0, and Ross County 0, St Johnston 1. That's a six-pointer at the bottom, isn't it? 
and we've got the other Anthony. Uh, I've got no jokes for that one. I can't think of it. But he's went Aberdeen 1, Celtic 3, Dundee 0, Hearts 2, Hibs 2, St Mirren 3, Motherwell 1, Kilmarnock 1, Rangers 2, Livingston 0, and Ross County 1, St Johnston 3. Is that it? Oh, we've got Jedi. Yeah. Anyway, he's just going to pick up some diploma or something or some award. Uh, some award. Uh, he's to that, my, my, my Twitter. Aye. <laughs> but what were you doing? What were you doing that day, Jed? Winning at life, aye? <laughs> my, brother, my brother Brian's been. Oh, you're, look, you're looking very dapper, I have to say. Uh-huh. Um, and Jed has went Aberdeen 0, Celtic 2, Dundee 1, Hearts 3, Hibs 1, St Mirren 2, Marwell 0, Kilmarnock 2. Rangers 4, Livingston 0, Ross County 1, St Johnston 1. Is that everybody, aye? And aye. that concludes the results for Saturday. <laughs> um, but, aye, listen, it's just a wee bit of fun. We'll see how we go. We'll, I think we're going to try, I don't know who's going to deal with it, it'll certainly not be me because I am not the tech guy, but what we're going to mm-hmm. do is uh, we'll obviously keep a, a points tally, everybody, and do like a table and bring it up similar to the Super 6 every week and then we'll run it for now until the end of the season and then obviously restart like a league format <laughs> again and run it for the whole season superb but aye that's the idea um, we'll keep a note of it and bring a league table up we'll run it for now at the end of the season and then we'll restart it obviously if it goes alright for into next season and hopefully run it for the whole of next season on the Wednesday double pivot show. Um, but we'll move on. Uh, we're going to look ahead to the Aberdeen game. So before we get into that, while we're uh, chatting about that, we'll just do a wee brief chat on it. Um, but while we're doing that, if the guys have got any answers uh, that they want to fire into the comments now for the... Um, oh, just one minute. Tr- one minute. Aye, no board, Jed. As I was saying... Uh, if they want to fire their answers in for the trivia quiz question, we're going to reveal the answers after this brief chat in the Aberdeen game. So get them in so they're easy for trying to access when we come to that point. Uh, go for that now, guys. Um, I'll just come to you first, Franny, while Jed's away. Uh, a wee brief look ahead to the Aberdeen game uh, and your lineup predictions, just how you think the, the game's going to go on Saturday. It's a half 12 kickoff. It's a big game, a tough game. Aberdeen have just lost a. Uh, well, they've just not lost. They've sacked Barry mm-hmm. Robson. For all the world, the, the, the Aberdeen fans look to be wanting Neil Lennon in. Um, but that remains to be seen where that will happen. But what do you think? How do you think the game's going to go on Saturday and your lineup? Uh, just before I date, uh, Robert Davy, you're probably right. He's, he said, I bet Stephen will put, like, we'll do that on the bookies and come in and go about it. Which I think it means he's 1 1 with Celtic and Aberdeen. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, uh, hi. It's no, a tight bang Stephen Wall day, by the way. Um, but I think I, I'm looking forward to it. It's, it's weird, Ross, because if you'd asked me maybe yesterday about this game, I'll probably got you a different answer. It's obviously Aberdeen's just sacked their manager. You just didn't know what team you've got to get now at the weekend. So if you'd asked me this question yesterday, I'd, as poor as we were last Saturday, I'd have probably been more confident than I, than I am now, just simply because Aberdeen just aren't great at, at all now. But the fact that they've sacked their manager, you just you didn't know how a team's got to react on the back of that. 
I, I still think, obviously, we're going well. We made a prediction before that, but I don't think it will change it. I think I still think we'll go up there and and win. It just it might not be as comfortable as maybe I would have expected. Um, as I say, as, as as even as soon as yesterday, just simply because they've just sacked their manager. Um, but my lineup, I think the back back five picks itself with, with Joe Hart. I think Alistair Johnson. Well, it'll be in the the off game. Assuming CCV's out uh, and scales with with Taylor at le- uh, left back midfield for Taylor. the game. Oh, he's aye, Taylor left back. Oh, no. so yeah, so aye. I think Taylor is out, isn't he? Yeah, aye, yes, he's he's, he's, he was two or three games he was due to me. But yeah, so he'll miss. He'll miss uh, the next so it'll be, three, three in le- unless unless they bring in somebody more, then it's got to be Bernabe. <clears> um, uh, the midfield field be McGregor, Bernardo, O'Reilly. And I think they uh, could maybe come in for Palmer. I don't know. And I think it'll stick with Palmer, Abada, and Kyle. Won't I don't think there'll be any major surprises mm. unless, as I say, unless we bring in maybe a left back or whatever, the more the, between the now and the more, I don't think there'll be any surprises really. Mm-hmm. Aye, that's fair enough. What was it you put in your score predictor for the result? 2 uh, 0. 2-0, And what about yourself, Jed? Just a, a brief, obviously, how you, you think the game's going to go and your lineup prediction. I think, yeah, I still fancy to win 2 nothing. The reason being because <clears throat> the base office will be a hell of a lot better than Parkhead at the moment. And I still have a really good record up my Aberdeen. Um, so I'm quite confident. Even though I thought we were poor at the weekend, I'm confident we're going to, we're going to win up there. I think the lineup will be the exact same as it was on Saturday, unless we get some dinner. Remember how they used to come up in the video printer, A trialist scores. On the <laughs> if we get A trialist, then that's it. But I think he'll start uh, with the exact same team that was played against uh, Ross County. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't really argue with that. What was it they scored? What score did? You saying your predictor? 2 0. 2 0. I think I said 2 1. I think I said. Yeah, it was 2 1. Um, I, I can't argue with the idea that they'll probably go with the same team. Um, I'm going to mix it up a wee bit. I, I don't think this will hurt them. Would I, would I do it? I would maybe try it to see. Um, I'm going to say Hart and Goals. A back three, uh, Alistair Johnson. CV, CCV will be injured I would imagine so Johnston Navarroke and Scales and then midfield eh, McGregor O'Reilly Bernardo eh, excuse me Kuhn on the left Abada on the right and Kyle go up top with Palma just playing in behind him just off him eh, I would maybe trial that I think Palma could do well playing off of Kyogo, maybe through the middle, but then if we get this Norwich guy in, he might he might go with something different again. I don't know. That's just an idea. I don't think he'll do that, but it's a a possible option that he could do. But um finally we're gonna move back on to the trivia question. Keep his all in suspense. Uh, I'll uh, reveal the answer first, Franny, um, but I'll let you guys have a wee go at it, see what you think. Um, I'll just come to you first, Jed. 
Sorry, I'll put you Rudiger, Rudiger, for whatever reason, the guy went for Chelsea to Real Madrid. Um, he's he's not on the list. Um, Balak. Balak is on the list. Yep. Right, that's, that's fair enough. Franny, what about you? Right, so I had Balak, uh, uh-huh. Sani. Yep. Uh, I didn't think so. I, I was well. I went Shula at Chelsea. Andrew well Shula. done. Really good. Um, here's what just at that era is Robert Hoof. Well done, Google Meister. I know. <laughs> I'm only joking. Gun, the one surely he's one. Yep. And I You've was, only got one to get. Well, I was mate, I nearly put Klopp in because I thought it was a curveball. I could think. Uh-huh. I was taught. I was between the only other two Germans. Apart, I'd, I'd thought of Rudiger, but I was like, he's fairly recent in Chelsea, they won the league recently. Mm-hmm. And so the only other German players I could think of were Per Metersaka and Jens Lehmann, and I want for Lehmann. And I didn't think he won the league, did he? Aye, he did. Did he? Aye. Well done, so, Franny. Six out of six. And what about the guys in the comments? How Has MD got six out of six or five out of six? Well, Gavin. He's guest six. Gavin's got three of them then, hasn't he? Gundogan, uh, Sane, Snipe, and, and Balak, Lehman. Hey, guys, with the transfer window still being open, maybe Fran will get taken over to a German podcast with the knowledge. No, eh? <laughs> Bloody, I, I'm, I'm very impressed. I didn't yeah, think that, you would have got all six. Like. Like Eric <laughs> oh, man. He's, how was bad that? was that, eh? Eric Dyer's... Oh. Eh? <coughs> Alistair Jack, Huth, Lehman, Sani, Gundogan, Balak, he's got five there that I can yeah, see. I'm just trying to see. That's everybody that's guessed. So are you the only one that got six out of six? Decent mm-hmm. effort, Franny. I trust that I you didn't think, I didn't think, <laughs> think Lehman had won, and I didn't think Lehman had won the league for Arsenal. There you go. No, yeah, well, he must have, he must have just no long been in. It must have been like his mm-hmm. first season. And then that was when they started to tail off Arsenal. But listen, he was on the list. Um, You've done well. And I hope he's enjoyed that wee trivia. Uh, Again, Mm -hmm. I think that's something that we'll be bringing to the Wednesday show more often than not. Um, But that sort of concludes the show for the night. Uh, Have you enjoyed it, boys? Uh, It's good. I've enjoyed these Wednesday ones just a wee bit different and stuff. It's a wee bit well, that's the idea that we're, we're all going for, eh? That's what we had in mm-hmm. our head. Bring in the Wednesday show, but you don't want it to be monotonous and go over the same things that we, we do on a normal podcast. So we're trying to do that. As we go on, obviously it's in its infancy, but as we go on, we'll bring different features to it and eh, hopefully it'll grow and get a wee bit better. What's this? Who's the snatch? Look at Franny's face. Red as a wee <laughs> Cheating, maybe. Uh, listen... <laughs> I know Franny well. I know when he's lying, and he's fucking lying. (laughs) 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 Nah, listen, but um, just a wee bit of housekeeping. Just want to say uh, thanks to, obviously, all the viewers for taking part tonight and sticking with us. Uh, We're at an hour and 43 minutes as it stands, but uh, if you like what you saw tonight, give the the video a wee like, uh, and if you haven't already, then subscribe to the the channel, uh, and we appreciate each and every one of these. Uh, and thanks again for, as I say, sticking with us. Uh, and on that note, I'll 
sign us out with the famous, well, famous-ish line. Mm-hmm. Stay well, keep safe, hail, hail. Wow.